You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, a superhero slanted pop culture podcast about comics, movies, TV shows, and other nerd related things. I hate the nerd related part. What the heck was that? <laughs> it's a little something different. We hit 200 and have just gone off well, the rails. Yeah, who is that guy? Was that was that like take one? Of get that? A, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Get a refresh. We sent it back and said, "Do it over." Yes, <laughs> we don't like it. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. We just had episode 200. We hope you enjoyed that clip show. Yeah. We're still coming down off the the nostalgia <laughs> for how hilarious that we are in the past. <laughs> hope we can reach Listen. those heights in the future. We're so funny. <sighs> I want to do the whole show in the Pepita's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was pa- he called him Pompitas? Pompitas. Yeah. yeah. So the guy's name, the, the actual food is Pepitas. Yeah. But spicy. Pepitas. Spicy Pepitas. I like those. But his, the, the character's name was Pompitas. Yes. I like that guy. Could, that may be my favorite character <laughs> yeah. ever. Was he only on one? Was he only on one show? Yeah, uh, only one, one time. One time, one hit wow. wonder. Yeah, I think I called him Panchito. <laughs> That's how you make papitas in a panchito. <laughs> Preheat your panchitas and put in your papitas. Uh, I miss that show that she had or whatever. Is it over? No, I think they're still. I'm totally. I lost mean, it's, it. the seasons are really short. They had a second season. Oh, I will have to go back and find yeah. that. Anyway, what are we doing? Woo! We just really uh, full disclosure. We just a minute ago we're like, hey, let's do an episode. Yep. We were li- we recorded the 200 and we're like, you know what? Let's just do an episode. Because We've that it was them. a clip show, honestly. Right. It didn't it didn't require a whole lot of work from no. us. No. So our vocal cords are strong, we're ready to Boom. go. So we're going to do another episode. Well, we did spend an hour bitching about everybody. <laughs> Off air. Uh, <laughs> will of... that be available to Patreon? <laughs> yeah. If you, uh, you can sign up through yeah. Podbean and uh, hear some of the family's dirty laundry. <laughs> you might get a lot of them signing up. <laughs> Do you want to hear what Seth really thinks of you? <laughs> it's only one dollar. <laughs> oh, we laugh, but it's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, how about some movies? Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Under roof! Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> so we just had our own Poobah Awards awarding all the best films from 2019. But mm. the some Academy did theirs as well. So we just had the, the yeah. lesser award show was just mm. fairly recently. The Oscars. Yeah. You you call that yeah. your Super Bowl? You you. It, I mean, people that used to, people used to say that you know the Oscars was their Super Bowl or whatever. It's like I really like I'm th- that excited for it. You know, I I and you, I was extra excited this year because I liked all the stuff. It was a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you tune in? Do you give anything cares about the I, awards? I, I normally do watch a little bit of it, um, but my live television is streamed through Hulu. Mm. Well, ABC 
doesn't live stream through Hulu. Right. Like I get ABC shows. Like I could, I could have watched it the next day. Yeah, but I different. didn't. At that, <laughs> point, at that point, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not even that big in sports, but I'll watch the Super Bowl because I we I I kind of I even tweeted it was like it's like. A reset on the year. Everybody's yeah. doing this. There's something comforting about knowing that 90% of the people are doing the same thing. And it's so moment. rare now. Right. We have so little things yeah. that people are all on the same page about. Yeah. So I, I wrote down all the, not all the winners, but uh, the big categories. Uh, 1917 yeah. was came into the year, kind of was the favorite from a lot of people. Yeah, it was it was probably the favorite to win. Uh, this is a World War One movie, best cinematography and best visual effects, which earned. Yeah, I assume. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, best production design went to Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which to me Nerd. was a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. Uh, the recreating the '60s Los Angeles, all the 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 design of the movie posters, like that. No other movie <laughs> that, that I can far. think of had that kind of design. Uh, costume design was Little Women. Yeah. The period costumes, those are always favorites for the Oscars. Uh, Bombshell won for best makeup and hairstyling. So I guess if you can make someone look like Megyn Kelly, you just yeah. deserve an award, I guess. Sure. All right, sure. Uh, best original score went to Joker. Yeah, I totally agree. It's good. A it's woman good. won a woman, that? A yeah. lady. It's Joker. a great score. And she had she was she had a great speech. Yeah, like, she, she was very, very genuine. Yeah, she, yeah. she appreciated the award. So the best original song went to Rocket Man. I'm gonna love me again. Well, this was the first one that I was like, "What?" It was only because it was Elton John. I, I yeah, it I, seemed like an award just. But there yeah. was not another song nominated that I really cared about either. So I I rarely you know, we always get the, the Pixar whatever the Pixar song is. Yeah, some you know yeah. ballad, and then like an aging rock star trying to <laughs> trying to get their egot. Right. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> what it is. I probably would have I would have preferred to seen that Jesse Buckley song from uh, Wild Rose in there that Mary Steenburgen wrote. Mm. But uh, then Eminem showed up for reasons. Yeah, I, vo- I voted for Lose Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the crowd was into it. I was very. Confused. I like those. I mean, they always do some montages. I like when they just celebrate movies mm. when they go back into the past into all these great moments from other oscars or other movies from years past and they kind of did a few montages and one of them was just music moments and then they ended up get really kind of dwelling on eight mile where i was like wait a minute <laughs> something's happening <laughs> it was pretty cool uh animation the best short film hair love What mm. hair love? Okay, mm. I forget. It's the it was the African American girl. Oh yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. With the wild hair. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'd heard of that. That's the only one I'd even heard mm. of before. I'm not right. sure what that was. Uh, yeah, I didn't get studio to watch or any of the shorts this year. Uh, best animated feature: Toy Story Four. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that was that category was kind of wide open. It, yeah. Forky wins an Oscar. <laughs> That'll yeah. be the next one on Disney Club. <laughs> uh, best documentary feature went to American Factory. Which I highly recommend on Netflix. Yeah, it's good. This is uh, set in Dayton, Ohio, so it's local to our state, our uh, our economy at the moment. Really, really interesting, and not political. Like it shows every side of the story, and not yeah. it doesn't have an agenda. It's just kind of saying, "Here's what's happening." Yeah. Um, Parasite took best original screenplay and best international feature film. 
And so at this of, point, I was like... It's kind of building... I was like secretly thinking, I think they have it in them. Yeah. And they were getting great... Like, the crowd was really into yeah. it. People really loved uh, Bong Joon-ho's speeches when he was accepting. So, obviously, he was going to win Best He kept trying to play it off like, hey, I'm ready to drink. Let's yeah. drink. Yeah. You know, let's do it. I, You know... By the so, time it was over, I was in love with his interpreter. So being nominated for Best Picture, you knew it was going to win international because it was obviously yeah. the best in oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the gimme. Yeah. Screenplay was a little bit more of a surprise. So then yeah. you knew it had potential. Uh, best Adapted Screenplay, our pal Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. Right. I was very excited for him. He obviously was caught off guard. It, it, a lot of... I, I, my son was watching it with me because we had just watched Parasite. Uh, I, I was my second time and he had never seen it and, and he really loved it. So we were sitting there. He was watching Root for Parasite, and and then yeah, they did adapted screenplay and I and he loved Jojo Rabbit also. And I was like, well, Nick, I'll tell you, Little Women was a great adapted from the book. I really like what she she really did something with that screenplay and and he really did something with the book jojo rabbit or whatever so they put themselves into it and did something so either one of them went and would make me happy and yeah he definitely was kind of caught off guard that he won so yeah there were a couple like uh irishmen and even little women like they weren't awarded quite as much as people thought they could have been oh yeah irishmen didn't win anything. yeah i'm sure there are a couple other that were shut out but uh, I don't know if it's so surprising for some of these. All right, so the acting category is the best supporting actress, Laura Dern from Marriage Story. Yeah. Kind of the favorite going in. Mm-hmm. Best supporting actor, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, also the yep. favorite. Another great speech. Both worthy, both not huge surprises. Uh, best actress went to Renee Zellweger for Judy. Totally incoherent when she came up to give her speech. I didn't I have no idea what she was talking about. Uh, I, yeah, um... She, I know she'd won some other awards. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about this movie. Except, yeah, I did you know, it's not about Judy Garland. It. It's biopic, so you're. I mean, I'm so sick of if it's a biopic, you're just gonna win. Yeah, Hollywood loves. Oh, she she acts pretty much like that yeah. character. A so biopic ain't about Hollywood. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But it right. just seemed like a, a safe choice. Uh, best actor. It seemed like the favorite going in, but it still was a little shocking. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. So we have had two people win Oscars for playing the Joker. On, yeah. And I mm-hmm. saw people on Facebook or like, has that ever happened before? I'm like, well, I believe Vito Corleone. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, we dropped that knowledge months ago. Yeah. Get with it. So, yeah. yeah. Vito Corleone for The Godfather and Joker. The only two characters yeah. that have brought home two Oscars. Well, I got to tell you, I, I, it's deserving. I, I think he is an amazing actor and that I, I liked the movie I re, but he really did it did a great job and gave a speech that was uh I don't know if it was divisive or not but it was just well yeah milk my son was a little upset that he got milk shamed <laughs> he, he's a big fan of milk he'll drink a gallon a day if you let him and and <laughs> and Joaquin came out hard against milk. <laughs> so that woke up the, my crowd in my house. <laughs> but just basically asking for kindness. Think about justice, what you're doing. Goodwill toward men and, cows, and women cows. and cows. Uh, then best director and best picture Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. 
took yeah. him the big he totally com- he comes up there for the best director one and gives props to marty scorsese the whole crowd gives him a standing ovation you know gave him some love because he didn't win anything for the irishman and you know just he was very reverent to movies and you know it's just everybody wanted this movie in that room and in this room mm-hmm. wanted the that movie to win and so i was just so happy for that whole and there, cast there were several other choices that wouldn't have surprised me but right. I, I was genuinely surprised because yeah. you like I, again i haven't had a chance to see it yet but it's generally considered the best movie yeah. and the best movie doesn't always win right the Oscar i think they year. i saw a thing on twitter when it was happening because um earlier in the show i said when it, when best editing came up i said nick i probably i i would say ford ferrari will win this even should because whenever you do a racing type movie you got to do a lot of to make the race coherent there is some talent to editing that together and i could totally see it win and it did well then it turns out that the stats on that are like if you win best editing like two-thirds of the time you win best picture i did not know why or how or that that was a thing and i was like if ford versus ferrari wins best picture we got a problem (laughs) and and it did not of course Anyway, so that would yeah. be the logical successor to Green Book, just like Green Book, but driving faster. Yes, I think that this was people were just like some correction had to be make up, made after Green Book won last year, so because uh, people did not like that winner. But yeah, I feel like Parasite is the logical the current. You know, it's yeah. dealing with the issues of we're trying right to now. fix things. Yeah, and so very happy with that winner. I mean, never has a. I, Korean movie won anything that I know of, and now that it's best picture subtitles. <laughs> Not everyone was a fan of that choice, but no, uh, I saw a lot, a of lot hate. of crybabies. Yeah, yeah. well, the, I'm that's yeah, that too- one guy I don't know who he was on Twitter complaining that he can't believe an American movie like 1917 didn't win. Yeah, it's like, uh, sir, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're aware. Uh, how can I saw a lot of how can a how can you win for best foreign film and best best picture how dare they it's like what do you think is happening <laughs> anyway yeah i guarantee you didn't watch the movie just watch the movie it may not have been your it wasn't even my favorite movie of the year but it definitely i was happy for it to win best picture but I'm, how dare they yeah well if you want to know what seth's favorite movie of the year was the episode a couple back <laughs> yeah. Bought awards we went through every movie of last year very in-depth but i think uh 2020 there's already a front runner for the award season bad boys for life <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah these guys treated me that movie opened on my 40th birthday i was surprised with tickets we went the next night to check yep. it out so we had a little outing to the theater to watch Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry, bad boys for <laughs> Mike Lowry. Yeah. Mike, I'm putting you on a new team. You're working with Ammo now. Cap, Ammo is a high school musical boy band with guns. You look great, Grandpa. So you're that guy. There's always one. Right up till there's not. That's what I like, teamwork. I'm the definition of half man, half drugs. Marcus, somebody's trying to kill me. Who wants to kill you? I don't trust a person that don't want to kill him. Hell, put my name up there. Thanks a lot. We got it, Marcus. We appreciate it. 
family is the only thing that matters. So I'm not letting you go on a suicide mission alone. One last time. One last time. I liked it. It I didn't. It was fine. Yeah, I liked it. I did not love it, but it was no. Like, but it was a. It was right in line with Bad yeah, well, Boys yeah, that franchise. It like, was what it, I wanted. Oh, yeah, from a yeah. Bad Boys movie. It was, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. it definitely had its moments. There were things I liked about. I it. I honestly didn't really think about how long it had been since seventeen they, years <laughs> since they oh made Bad gosh. Boys too, and I was like. <laughs> Oh well, wait a minute. I guess they are like a lot older now. Yeah, <laughs> and it was huge box office. It's still mm-hmm. it's still making money yeah, every weekend. There will so. be another one. Yeah, they definitely set it up. Yeah. So yeah, and then and that was one of that was one of the first dare I say action movies I have probably just went and seen in years. Right. Yeah. Years and years. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't go out. It's tough to get cliff to the theater that's true for it is a very very specific, specific. <laughs> movie he will go see yeah it and now lo- that you have disney plus you never have to leave that exactly <laughs> so yeah yeah but i did i liked it i thought um you know everything it hit all the marks i guess yeah. i needed it too so yeah. and we didn't and it, it tickled that lady beside us <laughs> wow she loved that movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was digging it. Laughs at every line. Of Nothing. That if Martin Lawrence opened his mouth, it was hilarious. I was like, he's not. He's having like emotional moment. She's like, oh, I, I. <laughs> whatever. I was glad she had a good time. Yeah, that's why I sat on the other end of the yeah. aisle. So yeah, Jared and I were down on the other end. Yeah, and uh, that's yeah. fine. I really don't care if somebody's enjoying the movie (laughs) go live it up (laughs) but yeah i mean i was a little surprised there weren't more people in the theater that night i was after yeah i don't usually go on a saturday night right i expected i thought a big big crowd yeah but nope not marietta but i definitely appreciate the the uh gift of the ticket yeah we had a good time sure and we went and saw something else uh, just this past week it came out. I don't remember the title of it. Well, anymore. they've changed it so many times. Yeah. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. And now it's called Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. But same movie. So didn't make a ton of money. Yeah. Comparatively to other superhero films. It was lower budget than most other superhero yeah. films. Mm-hmm. But it's still... It's Expectations being, were higher. It's being yeah. painted as a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I showed him there was a articles. Uh, uh, Ford v. Ferrari, the same papers, uh, Deadline, and I forget what the other one was, Hollywood Reporter, so I don't know. They so put out articles just raving or saying how, you know, well, Ford v. Ferrari made $31 million and like it was, <laughs> it did great, and it, and, and this then movie does this the made same. 33 and they were like disappointing box office yeah. for them. They both had similar budgets and made similar amounts and one's a hit and one isn't. I don't know. But just is is this yeah, expectation is too high. So if superhero movie doesn't make a billion dollars, it's, yeah. it's right. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to make a ton of money off of merch, you know. Yeah. I'm sure if you walk in a Hot Topic store right now, it's full of Harley Quinn t-shirts. Yeah. And, 
And she and that Suicide Squad, she had the one outfit the whole movie. Yeah. Which and, and they, you saw those T-shirts at every for con years. you went to, still do. <laughs> so this one, she has several costume changes. So mm-hmm. there's all the cause. This was made for cosplay right. and a different uh, outfit. <clears throat> yeah. So this iteration of Birds of Prey is Black Canary, the Huntress, of course. Then Renee Montoya. Okay. So is is she Detective Renee Montoya oh, yeah. or yes. is she is she's yes. not the question? So the mo- it's Harley Quinn's movie. Yeah. She's in every scene, I believe. Yeah, like sure. I don't know that there's like ten percent of the movie she's mm-hmm. not in. So it's not really a team movie. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, even branding it Birds of Prey is odd to me. It should yeah, it might as, it was like Yeah. At the, it's not. Well, there they, there was such talk for a long time about them getting to uh taking Margot Robbie and the character and doing a um Gotham City Sirens movie. And I thought this was gonna be the the middle piece the how we get to that which would have made more sense you know if you're starting out you want Catwoman Poison Ivy right. like bigger na- Batgirl or whoever you want a bigger name yeah these are characters not. your average person does not know which well, doesn't, wanna, doesn't mean a, it doesn't mean it's bad but. yeah I want to lead with this if anybody wants to know our thoughts of I like this better bad boys <laughs> I I enjoyed this movie I was not in any hurry to get it out of the theater I I it was not you know. It was what I wanted it to be. How's that? And mm-hmm. and more, really. So I think if Suicide Squad kind of set the bar for this, and it definitely passed that. Yeah. It felt a little like it. It was messy. There was a lot of stuff going on. Oh, it's a it terrible still, story. The story was nothing. <laughs> but it had that the action, the colorful uh, sets, yeah. and and Murder Robbie's terrific. Yeah. So she's, the action and the fights in this movie were phenomenal. I thought they were great. Yeah, I had seen there was a clip going around online, and the the caption on it was, you know, I can't remember if a woman wrote the script or had a woman director. Yeah, the, the writer, Christina yeah. Hodson, yeah. Okay. and director, Kathy Yan. Okay, so yeah. Full, so it's, female creative team. Yeah, basically, and that's what it said. You know this movie was made by women, and it sh- and you watch the clip, and it's like, they're in a big fight, and Harley takes a hair tie yeah. and hands it to. That's the. I, that's one that's of the, the moment. That's it's, one of the first things I wrote down, and I didn't know that it would become a thing. But I thought, wow, because it's. I, yeah. How many superhero movies have I seen? Right. <laughs> I've never seen that before, and it's yeah. not a big deal. But it's. It's I would a big ne- deal. I would never have thought of that. Yeah. yeah. But you know, obviously, a girl would think of that right. and write that in the movie, and it gave gave it that feel of women working together and taking care of each other like hey you need a hair tie here it it is i got one in my pocket it's the most authentic thing i've seen in a movie in quite a while you don't see will smith and martin lawrence (laughs) (laughs) right but i had the the director of john wick chad staleski he came in uh, to help supervise the action along with the john wick fight coordinator so these guys who made john wick Helped coordinate the fight scenes, and mm-hmm. you can tell because oh, it paid. It off. was it was top notch because these characters, except for Black Canary, they don't have superpowers, so it's not an Avengers Which was movie. Great, it's not Vision and Wanda, you know, blowing stuff up. Right, but it's right. like close hand to hand combat. It and, was fights like like you know John Wick takes has like serious fights that are you know ridiculous and unbelievable, but they're in a they're realistic and this it's cartoon uh comic fights but done 
with that same magnitude i i i still there's so many fight moments in those fights that i just i I could watch all that again and there's a cartoonishness to it but it's also it's r-rated it's yeah there's some there's some brutal moments as well to it to me the the roller skate scene there's a car chase with her on roller skates that's gonna be hard to top this year as far as action action pieces that and the stuff with the bat yeah, you the jailbreak know, scene. User. The when she's in, you know, from the, it's not in order. It they they almost went. I feel like they should have went further with it, but they were trying to play off of her being Harley Quinn, like she's kind of nuts. Yeah, and so they're telling the story like she's telling the story, so it's all over the place. And they could have went even further with that, but I don't think you'd have been able to follow the story. <laughs> so she's kind of all over everywhere. And, but anything happening in the jail was great. Yeah, but that scene starts. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. And it's like 20 minutes later before you realize, oh, okay, that's why. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I thought the plot, whatever. But the, the idea behind it was strong. Yeah. Um. So she, the word gets out, she broke up with the Joker. So now, you know, no one would ever touch her and cross the Joker. So without that, you know, protection, it's open season on anyone she's wronged or anyone who has a vendetta or anyone who wants to get back at her. And, like, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's an interesting way to play out. Oh, she's single and empowered now. Well, oh, there's stakes to that. So I thought, wow, what a great idea. I don't know that it paid off to the fullest extent of that. Well, I have a – I felt like the whole thing with Ewan McGregor was – I feel like the script was originally that was supposed to be the Joker. Hmm, because he was he was having a good time. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's probably the most fun he's had in a movie. So couldn't it have just been like the Joker doing all that to her? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, I don't, I don't know. The, yeah, now that you mention that, wow. Okay, but because he's Black Mask, who is it, not an A-list villain by right, any stretch. Right. And it's at the, you know, it's at an amusement park anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that color, the stuff Marvel doesn't do well, mm. the set decoration yeah. and this, and everything is just colorful and loud and interesting to look at. <laughs> the DC has always done a little better than Marvel. Yeah. Um, one sort of uh, problem I had, they, not that I don't care whatsoever about changing races of characters, but having Journey Smollett Bell play Black Canary. Yeah. One of the very few comic characters with the word black in their name yeah. who's not African American and they made her black. So when you see her, oh, they call her Black Canary because she's black. It's right. like, okay, that's to me, to, to like an outside audience, like, oh, Black Panther, Black Lightning. Okay, they name all the superheroes after their color. It's like, ah, could, we, could we have changed somebody else? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to get an answer to our age old argument. <laughs> right. Is she blonde or is she brunette? Uh, it had the ton of pop culture music, and uh, it seemed some of it seemed on the nose. It wasn't yeah. a lot of deep cuts or anything. But I liked that she didn't have to be the good guy. She didn't have to have a change of heart. She was yeah. She was amoral through the whole movie and didn't make all the best choices. But she was still you know a protagonist, but not the hero. Right. Allowing she's her great. to be she's, to be. She was great as that character. And I just, I don't know it needed the R rating. People are saying that may be what hurt the box office. It wanted to appeal to that younger female crowd, but yeah. the, you know they have they they're getting carted when they go. So, yeah, 
I don't know. It didn't. I don't know if they'd have made fifty million if they'd have changed it, yeah. but they'd have made more probably. But nothing. I, there was just nothing R-rated in it that I thought had to be in it to to maintain. No, it. I totally agree. Yeah, you didn't need it. You could have you could have cleaned it up some. Not that we're not fuddy duddies, right? We're right. just saying you could have had a bigger, a wider audience. They could have made more money with yeah. a PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah, but it was def. It was trying for those Deadpool vibes mm-hmm. of her narrating it. Because nothing's you know, bloody. You know, it's cartoon violence, most of it. There's so. a little bit of gore, but yeah, it's not over I mean, it's the shoot, top. let's shoot colors at people yeah, is what she's yeah. doing. But it's just basically the language, and it's like, you, that didn't really add much yeah. to it. Where to me, Deadpool, the R-rated stuff, that's a way to... It's you know, Deadpool. It's pushing yeah. the superhero stuff. They're like, well, you'll never see this in another superhero movie. Yeah. Which just this didn't do that. So it didn't... Yeah, Deadpool cut the PG-13 maybe isn't as effective this one, I think, could have been just as good. Yeah. You said that before we went in there or whatever. And then after, it's like, I had never even considered that, that it was like comparable to that. So then I was like, oh, well, yeah, I, didn't, I never even thought of it like that. But yeah, I see what you're saying, how you could think that. But I, I enjoyed it. Had strong scenes. We're going to get more the, Harley. They're filming it. Suicide Squad 2 as we speak. Oh, okay. I just saw some set photos of her in this long red dress. Looked like she oh, was at man. a wedding or a funeral cool. or something. I was Who's like, supposed yeah. to be in that? Like, what characters? Uh, oh, there's been a ton. They released a poster and it had like 50 names on really? it. So, yeah, yeah there's a, a bunch of characters. Wow. A lot of cameos. You know, yeah. People we know just playing. Well, I like her playing be. that character. She yeah, was, she could do she, this for 100 more she, movies. If, they, get, if they throw the same talent of choreographing the fights, I'm in. Because I... I, it's the best thing I've seen this year. I've only seen four movies from 2020, <laughs> but this is number one right now. It's at now. the top. Oh right. Well, I said Ooh. I told him going in. This is a six. It's like it's got a it's got a floor of one and a ceiling of seven, and it's. I was like, I just if it's a six, it's going to be a success. And buddy, I tell you, it's a six. <laughs> and, <and laughs> when it, it came out, it still was a six, and I was happy about it. In a year without a ton of superhero movies that we're yeah. looking forward to, this. Yeah, it's going to be a hard one to beat for right. me at this. I agree. Moment. I agree. All right, that it for movies. I think so. How about some television? What in the good lord is going on? Nothing. I'm just some fellas I play car pranks with. The worst thing about prison was the was the Dementors. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's going to die. There are no strings on me. So if you want to make more money and uh, keep the money that you make, better call Saul. He looks like a panda and a Disney princess had a baby. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Randall! Okay, stay in your room! First I thought you and the others were gods. Then I realized you're just men. And I know men. You guys... Look at my dirty girl. Roll on snare drum. Curtain. Good joke. <laughs> Speaking of uh, 90s hits, you guys watched the new Party of Five yet? <laughs> no. no. I used to love me some Jennifer I, Love Hewitt yeah, I'm, and some I'm, Nev Campbell. I saw it was on. Like, oh, they're, is that in syndication? It's and I on, flipped to the info. I'm like, oh, that says it's brand new. Yeah, okay. it's on Freeform. It's a it's a reboot. 
I really liked this show back in the day when I was, I don't know, like junior. Matthew Fox, Scott Wolf, uh, Lacey Chabert. Lacey Chabert. That's right. She grew up well. So I watched, um, I think I've watched the first four episodes of this somewhere around there um, with the fam. And it's pretty good. It's a nice little twist. Have we talked about this? Off air. Just okay. in our messenger, we were there. Said there okay. Was a, there was a missed opportunity. So, in yeah. The title department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the premise, the original show, the premise was um, there was a family, five kids from adult to infant. And the parents, I think they were killed in a car crash, if I remember. Yeah, it, I remember whatever. That. The parents died. The parents died. So, Matthew Fox was having to raise them. Right. And um, the new premise was the parents don't die. Um, they are immigrants and they have the family restaurant like in the original show and ice raids the uh, the restaurant and they have undocumented workers back in the kitchen waiting tables. And this has happened before apparently and the the parents, the dad, tries to you know he's worried about his employees so they usher them out they're you know get out now ice comes in and they're like uh we're not here for them we're here for you Mm. where's your papers so they end up getting deported which leaves this family same premise you know from like 24 years old to infant uh immigrant family they're you know they're dreamer kids so they're worrying about their parents are deported to Mexico. Um, are they going to get deported if DACA is, you know, done away with? It, it added a little twist to it. Sounds um, fun. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's not bad. Uh, the, the child actors are, you know, they're good enough. And uh, the characters aren't the same. But, you know, it's uh, my daughter, who is almost 13, was thoroughly enjoying it. She was getting into it. Um, it's got some emotional parts to it. So, you know, if you were a big fan of the original, you might enjoy this one. But they didn't call it Fiesta del Cinco. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Which is no bueno. <laughs> hey, if you're also 13, you should watch Katie Keene. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> My mom was Catherine Keene. She was a seamstress. I was named after her. She always used to say, you don't have to be rich to be stylish. We would get inspired by our favorite designers and make our own. Katie. Hey, I love you, but- Fashion fashion emergency. This dress was made for you. Any luck with a Versace? I feel like I'm ready to be Lacey's newest personal shopper. Prove that you're the creme de la creme of my girls. The personal shopper position is yours. Oh my god. Josie, Katie Keene. Home sweet home. Jorge, this is our new roommate, Josie. Welcome to the center of the universe. Uh, We checked out the pilot for the CW Riverdale spinoff. Yes. This is a character from Archie Comics history. She was a fashion designer. Yeah. Uh, so there were several different comics with her name in it. And this was the show they removed 
Josie McCoy from Josie and the Pussycats and moved her over um, to Katie Keene because she is trying to make her dream come true of being a star singer. So Katie showed up on the 12th episode of this fourth season of Riverdale to kind of introduce her. She was Veronica's friend. From New York. So when Josie moves to New York, it's like, oh, any friend of Veronica's a friend of mine. So that kind of gets Josie into it. So uh, stars Lucy Hale as Katie Keene. Lives in New York uh, as a personal shopper at Lacey's Department Store. <laughs> so much like Riverdale, yeah. it's sticking with those uh, yeah. off-brand names. Ver- Veronica brings her Lacey's card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no mention of high school whatsoever. Nope. Josie just moves there. And yeah. We don't know if she ever got a diploma. There's a dropout. No idea. I don't know what, but... Doesn't matter. High school is not important. Uh, and somebody asked her if she's worried or something about being scared to yeah. move to the big city and she says i'm from riverdale the murder capital of the world i'll be fine <laughs> i got a chuckle out of me that's pretty good so yeah. that's really the only tie to riverdale it's not like riverdale it's not a soap opera gonzo nutso yeah. murder show not at it's all. it's a more of a teen drama although i i had it on my daughter come came out of her room down the hallway looked at it and she was like what are you watching i was and, and i explained <laughs> nothing go to your room yeah <laughs> I had to explain to her what I was watching. And so she sits down, and there's a scene where Katie Keene comes out. I think it's towards the beginning. And she has, like, a white blouse on with a cherry, I don't, scarf, I guess. Yeah. But it looks like... She, like, designs all her own clothes. So yeah. all, her clothes are always kind of... But it looked like two cherries hanging yeah. off a branch or leaf or whatever. And my daughter... She, Carly's instant. She goes, um, is she trying to be Cheryl or what? <laughs> and I was like, nobody can try and be Cheryl Blossom. Thank yeah, you very much. Not in the barn's house. No. <laughs> she's kind of sweet. She's not, she's not a, you know, she's not a Veronica. She's a little yeah. more of a Betty, it seems like. So I. Uh, Minus the serial killer. Right. Yeah. No serial killer genes <laughs> that we know of. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I'm probably not going to tune in for more. It's, yeah. it's, it has. A much different tone than Riverdale, so no thanks for my part. <laughs> yeah. But I can see people like it because yeah. it is a group of friends trying to make it in the big city. Uh, her boyfriend is named Ko. Yeah, and he's a wannabe boxer. He's a boxer, so that we have that familiar. Can't wait till he fights Archie. Right. <laughs> oh, that's the crossover we need to see. Uh, her boss Gloria, straight out of Devil Wears Prada. You yep. know the the fashion fashionista. Uh, she works with Francois, the mm-hmm. designer. Straight out of mannequin, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that you say it, that's a, that's yes. Uh, her roommate, or uh, Jorge, who is a drag queen, yeah, who's trying to make it on Broadway, and Pepper, who I don't know. I just wrote down she's she's British. That's the only yeah. That's the only character thing I got from her. Uh, she was she seemed to be the character that had their stuff together. Yeah, she like she dropped a bunch of names on these concerts she's gone to and famous yeah. people she hangs out. No, maybe she's not the roommate. She's the rich girl. Yeah, she she doesn't. The other three live there. Yeah. Yeah. So and then Amanda is the mean girl at work who seems to be kind of out for Katie. So mm-hmm. they introduce this you know young diverse set of friends. So that's the kind of the core cast. And uh, she wants to. She's not following her. She always wanted to be a fashion designer, but just has settled for less she hasn't followed her dreams so this first episode was trying to kick that back into gear and see if she would really you know go for her new york dreams sounds like i'm skipping it and also josie going for her dreams 
she takes a, she she spends one day looking for a job. <laughs> not even a whole day. Not a whole day. Like, like mid morning. It's like lunch. <laughs> Goes for a walk in the park, sings one song with a busker. Is discovered immediately. Oh, immediately. By a record producer who's dreamy. Just like that. Falls in with a record producer, but it falls through and she does not get a record deal. I couldn't believe it. On her first day singing one song in a park. She right. killed herself. And it was devastating. I bet. <laughs> so Josie's got to make it from the very bottom of the barrel. Wow. You guys remember The Good Place? Yep. Cliff never watched it, I don't nope. think, but I didn't. you didn't either. Nope. I did. I watched the first season, really liked it. Had a great twist at the end. Everybody Why went is crazy it in our for it. How did it rate being in the bumper? <laughs> it's got a good bumper, though. Yeah. That's good. It's funny. Life's, um, life's mystery. Anyway, it's been, it went four seasons. I watched, It kind of went downhill for me, as far as I was concerned. It, Cause this people was, still want Gaga for it. Yeah, this was a really popular show for it to end already. I think already. people just got in the habit of saying it was a great show. Mm. It's got a good first season. And then it is fine after that. It's not bad. But you know, I just watched it just kind of because I was watching it. But I never really loved it again. And then I had the last season, the fourth season, set to record. I recorded the whole thing but never watched it. Well, I binged it a week or so ago because it... You know, I wanted to see how it ended, and it ended very well. I did. I did like the ending. I was glad I finished it. So if you were, you know, I think it pays off emotionally at the end. And Ted Danson's great and everything. What was horrible was the they had an after show because it was so momentous. You know, Seth Meyers hosted this like twenty minutes or whatever after the final episode, and with with the cast and they all sat there and he he did the most awkward thing it was live so he had them he started with uh what's her face what is her name the main yeah had started with her i believe and had her toast one of the other ones on the spot (laughs) and then whoever got toasted had to toast someone else randomly until it came back around, until everyone had toasted each other and somebody had to toast her at the end. And it was so cringy. I just, it's like one of those stories, you just hide your face like you're so embarrassed for all of them to have to make up a toast on the spot. Hmm. It was crazy. It's kind of like one of those uh, Trump cabinet meetings where he goes around the room and makes people say yeah. what they like. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. 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 It was so crazy because it got down to, what was it? It's like everybody picked somebody. It came down to Ted Danson, and he's like looking at Chris and Bell, like, and he is not supposed to toast her. He's supposed to toast this uh, the other girl that everybody had skipped. Actors are dumb; they can't yeah. follow that. And, and Seth Meyers like, you have to toast, um, whatever her name is. And he's like, yeah, okay, you're great. <laughs> you know, oh, it's awful. Uh-huh. So you should definitely watch that if you get a chance. <laughs> It was fine. Good place. I'm glad they wrapped it up. Didn't keep going, and it didn't need to go any further. They had went every convoluted direction they could. Another spiritual show is back for a second season. Miracle Workers on TBS. Is that the Simon Rich This is the Simon Rich show. Uh, the first season had Daniel Radcliffe. Steve Buscemi was God. So this was like heaven as a corporation. He was an absent-minded CEO of heaven. 
Daniel Radcliffe worked in the basement at the lowest rungs. Uh, just kind of a wacky comedy. So season two is colon the Dark Ages. So it's all the same cast, but a completely different. I story. realize that's the same thing. I was just getting to say yeah. Daniel Radcliffe's on another show. Yeah. So uh, the same characters, but Daniel Radcliffe's the prince. So he's kind of the dopey, effeminate prince to a warlord king who wants mm-hmm. him to be a warrior, and he just wants to play with ducks in the yard. And uh, uh, so Steve Buscemi is like, he shovels manure out on the sidewalks and is just thrilled to have a job. So it's it's completely different, but it's that same uh, same ensemble and same kind of tone to it, very wacky. And it has Keith from Righteous Gemstones. Keith, oh! Keith is a supporting character. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's there's funny. a there's another actress in that too. I think I saw her on the commercial. Her name she's uh, British. Her name is Lolly Adolfo something. Yes, I don't sure. I don't know, but she she's also in Shrill. Ah, the eighty okay. uh, bright. Yeah, and I watched season two of that, um, I, which I think was six episodes. Very much the same of. Similar to season one, but it, it's not bad. It has some. It definitely has some some good stuff to it. Um, I wish it was a little better, but it's a quick season. Um, good people you haven't seen for a while. Um, the uh, and I know last time we were talking about season one, we couldn't remember her name. Julia Sweeney. Yes. So tip, Ju- tip of my tongue. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. Julia Sweeney plays her mom. And she got um, more screen time in this and dealing with um, her, her father is played by Daniel Stern and he has uh, cancer or something. And, and there's some good stuff there and some background on her mom and their relationship because it's a very troubled troubled relationship, um, which is probably the most realistic thing on the show. But good, some good stuff in there. Uh, season two, if you like season one, you'll probably really like season two also. So... Just a continuation. Got a little um, surprise ending to it this year. So, watch some HBO. What's about six episodes into The Outsider? Based off that Stephen King book, it's very dark, creepy, and we'll wait to see how it ends. Whether it was good or not, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm undecided. I've enjoyed it, but I'm not. Yeah, it yeah, hasn't. I'm not hasn't, lost in it. Yeah. Uh, also. New new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it's good. I was like, <laughs> Nick's watching it now. He came in and watched it. And he's like, you know, he liked watching Seinfeld. And we I did a rewatch a few years ago, and then he he really likes Larry David. Like he's just discovering Larry David, and so he he was like, I may go back and watch all of Curb. I was like, good luck, but uh, I do I do like it. We're enjoying it, and then um. The other thing is that new, I guess, true crime thing, McMillions, they're doing about the McDonald's lottery. We didn't talk about this yet, did we? Did. No, but I did stop there and I get McDonald's because yeah. I had been thinking about it since I watched the <laughs> yeah, first episode. like literally five minutes of the first episode. <laughs> I And I went down the hill to McDonald's and got food right after that episode. Because I thought, you know, what, do they have to get approval from McDonald's to use all these logos and all these commercials? It's like... I was like, no, that, McDonald's should be happy because it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's showing all those delicious golden fries. It's working. I I went and got McDonald's. Um, they, uh, but anyway, they're talking about the whole monopoly thing, you know, fiasco with. Which is that common knowledge? Did everyone know? Uh, I think people knew that there was something go- 
went on, but no, I I never got all these details. I did not know anything about it. Like, yeah. I mean, of course, I remember the Monopoly game oh, for years the, and years. The biggest yeah. thing they, they still, did. Yeah, yeah, still a thing. They, uh, yeah, whatever the percentage they said, the sales went up. I forget a ridiculous percentage when they when that game was going oh, yeah, on. Oh so. yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a pretty good. I it's supposed to be six episodes, so six hours long or whatever. We I've seen two. You said you saw one episode of it. It's. I mean, I feel like they're. It doesn't need. It, they could have done this in a movie or whatever of it or something. But but I'll be tuning in. We uh, we liked. It. I thought the second episode was better than the first. The uh, um the the FBI is like ridiculous when you watch the FBI doing their stuff. Like whatever uh, role that they have a footage where they make up stuff or whatever. Like their dry erase board is like, who could it be? <laughs> is that how the FBI works? Or are they just like, is it the Hamburglar? <laughs> it was just terrible stuff on that. And there. that one guy wants to be a star. Oh, my like He's gosh. hamming it up yeah, so he's much. A bit he's hamburgering much. it up a lot. He's a bit much. But anyway, it's good. I like that kind of stuff. I'm now, surprised you're watching it. It's true crime. Well, now I'm thinking another wasted opportunity for a true crime show. It should have been Don't F with Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't F with clowns. Uh. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty good. Check it out. Um have you guys watched any of that? Speaking of HBO, have you watched any of the Ave- Avenue Five? No, I watched the first couple. I watched the first one. I'm not quite on the wavelength yet. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I usually hate stuff like that. So so far, I haven't heard anything great about it. So well, I the only reason I did watch it was because you're a Josh Gad lover. Josh Gad, Zach Woods, who is great, mm-hmm. and Hugh Laurie. I mean, and. Uh, What's his name from the office? Uh, Zach Woods. Yeah, I think he's no, no, the other office, the the manager. Michael always bothered. The manager, Michael always bothered. I can only think of Charles. It's not Charles. It's David Wallace. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I watched that first episode and it barely held my attention. So yeah. it's a if you don't know, it's like a space cruise ship. And they get knocked off course, and the the guy that who pretty much runs the whole operation gets killed, and the pretend captain who is just a corporate puppet um, there to you know smile and greet guests, um, everybody kind of finds out he's a he's a big fraud. But Hugh Laurie's very good. Yeah, uh, the creator of that created Veep, which everyone says was the best show of the decade. So everyone but us, but uh, <laughs> so it, there's pedigree there. It should be better. So yeah. I keep watching it, hoping it it clicks for me. But get it just, good. It just hasn't <laughs> yet. Last thing I have on TV is I told you I was excited for Survivor, and what this week was the premiere of Winners at War. Like I said, season forty-seven. No, season 40. Oh, four. I see. I tried to pick the highest number I could think of uh-huh. as something ridiculous. It's been 20 years. And 47 is the highest number I could think of. <laughs> I've always said, if we could to. just count to 50, think where we'd be. Um, <laughs> we just did episode 200. <laughs> uh, anyway, winners at war. So 20 winners on the island. Just that's going to suck to be the first one off. Yeah. After being a winner. Well, they're they're previously. doing a they have a, they've 
there's several different formats. They always change the rules every year to some different way, just change things up slightly. And they're kind of repeating one thing they did, Edge of Extinction Island, where so if someone does get voted off, they go to another island. Still have an impact on A guy came back and won from that island a couple years ago. So there is a chance of being able to pull that off. And you have some impact on the game this time with some things they're doing, which whatever. Uh, but... See, it, it really pays off to have watched every season of a show and seen all the winners, and then now they're playing against each other. It's, you know, when you guys came here tonight, I was watching it again because I really enjoy, enjoyed it. It was great. What was the best part about it was, you've all heard of Boston Rob, I assume. I think I talked about this before. But he, on, on this episode that just aired, you see why he is great. And, like, I got one guy is just a random winner. You know, there's a few people that won their season, but they've only played one season and they beat these people, but they're not people that have played multiple times like him. And they, he's just, like, standing there with a group of them, and they're like, oh, yeah, we got to vote out Boston Rob. He's, he's you know, been here a million times, and he's great. And he, he's talking, he's like, it shows up in the very next scene, walking down the beach with Boston Rob, the guy's like, and Boston Rob's like, hey, what, you heard anybody talking about me? Yeah. He's like, what are they saying? Well, I don't know. He's like, I don't feel like I can trust you. What? He's like, well, it, it was one of the girls. Now, boy, you see, you're not going to tell me, are you? you know, and the guy just freaks out. He's like, I just spill my guts. <laughs> he's like, I can't compete with this guy. He just tells him everything. It's like, it's it's amazing to watch the people that know what they're doing work and push these people around. I love it. Love it. Inject it into my veins. So good. Uh, There's something sorry. very important I forgot to tell you. <laughs> sorry. Got We're ready. Trigger happy. We're ready. Go for it. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams. That is what we are. Hmm. Real quick, um, streaming. I think the only thing I wanted to mention. I've been, we've been doing all these special episodes and stuff lately. I haven't had the chance, but you mentioned it today. Harley Quinn, the animated series on DC Universe. Apparently, everyone pe- coming in the store is just over the moon for this show. Yeah, I watched the first four or five. Um, it's, it's good. I like it. Kaylee Coco is the does the harley's voice or whatever she's fine i mean she, she sounds like penny from the big bang theory because yeah. she is but um four letter words <laughs> a lot of yeah a lot of language um it's it's not made for kids but i wish it was i really really do like they could have if they could have just toned it down just a little bit because the story is it's it's good in her relation i love poison Poison Ivy in this cartoon just she's not about that life is trying to why just... didn't they do a DC superhero girl thing or, or whatever it isn't I mean they have these are the characters right from that cartoony yeah I mean I mean I just don't know what I'm talking about I guess but then they make dolls and all this stuff and we thought it was going to be something was like why don't you make a kids cartoon of that or did they 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 were like shorter little yeah. things I think for YouTube or some uh, streaming they things. were yeah I know what can't think of the name of the, what that superhero girls yeah there we go yeah they had books and dolls and there was a little yeah. 
uh, like, cartoon shorts. I thought they would do a bigger thing like that. I thought people were fans of no, that. Everything's for adults now. We can't have All kids right. enjoying this. All thing. right, good. Screw kids. But they'll, it, they'll grow up eventually. But I do, I do like it. And her, you know, the main, at least through the first few episodes, it's just her trying to be a. She wants to be a legitimate villain. She wants to be in the Legion of Doom, and you know, it's a very boys only club, and. Uh, the Joker wants to, you know, hold, make sure, even though they're broken up, that you know she's beneath her his boot, and women can't do this and women can't do that. And she goes out and gets a, a stirs up her own gang members, which are ridiculous, Clayface and and Ivy, and it's but it's it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very zany and over the top. The jokes are really fast, right? But I, yeah, there's a little more. To, like I said, the girl power stuff. There's a, there's yeah, a there's an underlying message. There. I actually got to see the first one. Uh, TBS did a preview some Saturday. They did a whole like DC movie marathon. They played a couple Batman movies and Suicide Squad. And at the end, they played the first episode. I think it was edited for TV. Okay, bit, yeah. But, so I got to see the first one and get the flavor of it. And it, yeah. yeah, it seemed pretty good. I don't know that I subscribed to an extra streaming not, service not just, for just that. to watch no, it. No. But. no. Well, I would subscribe to it for Doom Patrol, but not for Holly Quinn. <laughs> so, okay. Let's hear it. <laughs> you just you don't want to like this because I like it. No, I, I, I don't know anything about it. Well, let me go through. I had Netflix for January. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. He, he watched crammed it stuff. in. So I had one month of Netflix. And I'm embarrassed how much stuff I have written down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I got my $10 worth. Because <laughs> I wanted to watch the show we're going to talk about at the end. I wanted to watch all the movies I could that were up for Oscars and you know mm. get all that. So I thought one month, let's go for it. Let's binge race through these suckers. So I watched several of the stand-up comedy specials. I can put those on at work and and listen to those. Watch mm-hmm. John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch was terrific. Uh, Dave Chappelle's newest one, Liza Schlesinger, Nikki Glaser, Here's Seth Meyers, Michelle Wolf. And my favorite was the Mike Burbiglia. Mike Burbiglia. I watched that. Called the new one. Yeah, it was good. I love his comedy. He because he tells stories. He's a storyteller. Yeah, yeah like and that. it was an hour and a half. It was like a Broadway show. I, my favorite one is my girlfriend's boyfriend. I love that story. So he's he is great, and that one was about him not wanting to have kids, and then him and his wife getting pregnant and dealing with childbirth and uh, newborn. So it's just him talking about his life, and I, yeah, I just I love it. Uh, I got through a couple of the movies. We talked about several of them on the the Pooba show, so I'll skip them. But uh, Short Term Twelve was like leaving Netflix that week, so I hurried up and watched it. So it's not on there anymore. So it's not important. But uh, this was the the one that uh, put uh, Brie Larson Brie Larson on the map. Lakeith Stanfield. And it was Lakeith Stanfield's first movie. It had uh, Rami Malek before he was anybody. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So a star-studded cast who were all nobodies when this was made. A terrific movie about a, a tr- home for troubled youth and the, the kind of the uh, the people who help them out who have troubles of their own. So very strong movie. Uh, I watched Between Two Ferns, the Galifianakis movie. Irishman, Dolomite is My Name. Uh, a couple of made-for-Netflix movies, In the Tall Grass the one based on the Stephen King and Joe Hill story, the horror story. Six Underground, the Michael Bay movie that was terrible. Uh, I rewatched Snowpiercer because old Bong Joon-ho was trending. 
<laughs> and it was snowing that day. Right, so I was yeah. like, I gotta watch the Snowpiercer. I hadn't I hadn't watched it for years. So mm. and there's a show coming out. They're doing yeah. a series based on yeah. it. So I wanted to refresh my memory. Uh, it comes at night. Yeah, so I watched that years ago because people thought it was a horror movie. Not really movie. a horror movie. People were a, disappointed because they thought it was a horror movie, and it's not that kind well, of I, movie. I saw some reviews that loved it, and I saw some that hated it. I think you know, horror fans hated it, but it was yeah. that A24 studio. Like, the, I'll give anything for there's a chance. Yeah. Very strong indie stuff. Riley Keough, right? Yes, a little bit of Riley Keough. Uh, odd, not not the best movie I've seen, but I, I thought it was worth watching. Yeah, I liked it. There's an unspecified plague, and it's a post-apocalyptic world. We don't really know what's going on, but it's a family trying to keep themselves together, yeah. and this paranoia that says yeah, par- it. it is definitely a paranoia yeah. movie. Uh, just came out on Netflix, Good Time, from the Safdie brothers, who just made uncut gems, put them on the, the mainstream map. So this was the Rob Pattinson movie. That they made a couple years ago had that same kind of pulse pounding, yeah, yeah, propulsion of just a crime movie that just goes, goes, goes. Uh, robs a bank and has to deal with the consequences. Uh, and American Factory, the documentary we talked about, I loved. I and I, I got through it before I knew it was one of the Obama produced movies. I didn't realize till like Netflix gives you five seconds. Before it jumps to a conversation with the Obamas, like <laughs> sit down and talk. You to could it. stop it from doing that. Yeah, now. I That's did. I finally news. did, and then cancel Netflix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there's the movies I got through, and then I also watched series Glow season three. Hmm, it's better than season two. Really good. Yeah, yeah it's good. I liked it. I I kind of season two was like eh, so I wasn't really hype. I'm like okay, I'll get through this real fast because I don't really care about it. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I was. I'm all in on Glow. That was, that was yeah. really well made. Yeah. Uh, Disenchantment Season 2, which is the uh, Matt Groening movie, Simpsons, mm-hmm. Futurama, mm-hmm. or series, animated series, kind of the fantasy with elves and demons and all kind of stuff. Again, not the best. It's not Futurama level, but I, I still enjoy it. What Did Jack Do? <laughs> I watched that. Lynch yeah, that's good. <laughs> I don't know what I'd watch. I'm not a David Lynch fan. I was like, Doolittle's weird, man. I, I get it. I get if you like him, but it's just not for me. So it's just David Lynch <laughs> as like a hard-boiled detective interviewing a monkey in a suit. Yeah. Who he thinks murdered somebody. or Chickens. A right? chicken. <laughs> Charles Chickens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got... Because he, I remember the monkey's like, oh, you get your hands up under the feathers and his full breasts. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? He's like, like, I know why that chicken crossed the road. <laughs> so it was like 20 minutes long or something. 17 minutes. 17 it, minutes. It, it's worth that. It's it's odd. But it's totally odd, but yeah. that's that was the joy of it. I'm not a big Lich fan either. Yeah. Um, unbelievable was unbelievably good. Put that on the box. I don't uh, remember. I know the name. What was that? Uh, this was the, the, the girl... I was raped. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I told like the that story. Show. Yeah, and then very good. People didn't believe her, so she changed her story. This was uh, Merritt Weaver, Tony Collette, mm-hmm. the girl from Patty Cakes. Girl from Patty Cakes is in it. I as, remember that's a show about the rapper girl a few years ago. Oh, I she thought. was one of the victims. Yeah, she was oh, the okay. heavier girl with okay. the blonde hair. Oh, I didn't know Patty Cakes. Uh, I also had Caitlin Deaver as the young girl. Yeah. Uh, just a heartbreaking movie. Yeah, well, there was a dark. little bit of like 
hey, let's stop and explain things. Did you know 41% of policemen yeah. are yeah, you know, convicted a, of you know domestic battery? It had and a, little it's like, it's just, a little bit of that. Yeah. it's And it also had that character who was like the intern at the police station. So they could say, oh, the reason we run fingerprints is to do this. So they could explain what's going on right. to the guy. So it wasn't a little overhead. But just heartbreaking and terrific performances. You said Merritt Weaver. Tony Collette's wonderful, but Merritt Weaver is just like otherworldly. Yes. She's just like, she has this calm So center calm. That is just like. That was voice. what was amazing to me about that. I was like, is this just, it's so crazy. Just the way her demeanor through the whole thing. It's just like, she's so like comforting, you mm. know. She was great in that. And yeah, first is the first time we saw her was Walking Dead. Is that it? She was uh, Denise. She had done a couple other things. She was on New Girl. She was Schmidt's ex-girlfriend. Oh, I don't uh, remember She was that. on... Uh, uh, oh, really? She was something. I just remember, I just remember Marriage Story and this. and yeah. I don't know. She's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had to go through Master of None because Cliff deemed it. <laughs> worthy of the top 10 and I had to see for myself. Yeah. I really liked it. Do you like want to make go learn how to make pasta? I want to wear that bicycle? shirt. I want to wear that shirt that says I want pasta. <laughs> <laughs> but each it, it was just a cool each episode was like a short film. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving episode's famous. That wrecked me. Yeah, that I did. Was, I did. I didn't mention tough. it before. I was like, he'll discover the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, I was trying to I was running against the clock because I needed to cancel Netflix. And I still had like four episodes to go, and I and like that's one of the last, obviously one of the last episodes they made. So I was I binged through it way too fast. I'm like, I need a minute here. I need to, <laughs> I need to compose myself. But I had to go on to the next one. But yeah, Aziz Ansari is terrific. The ensemble cast is good. I'm not a fan of Eric Wareheim, Tim and Eric. Yeah, really. Adult Swim guys. Yeah. I there I can't do their comedy. Uh-huh. But he was—he's okay in this. He—he he, yeah. he didn't bother me in this. But that normally that sort of hey, Captain, what do you think? It's normally like just grating to me. But like it, I don't know, it was, it, playing off and sorry, it worked for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was—it it was, it was. I've never good. watched that Tim and Eric, but I—I I thought he was good in this. So yeah, just ah, top ten. I will yep. put my stamp on. Oh, it. there it is. Terrific. Only two seasons. It yeah. ended. I feel like they were gonna make more or wanted to make yeah. more. Yeah, it was unfortunate timing, and it was a little odd. They ended with a story about uh, me. He his co-star gets me too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, kind of wrecks yeah. the agreement. But yeah, Bobby Cannavale was good. Uh, then the reason I got Netflix at this particular time of the year, I had to watch Lock and Key. Hey, check it out. We're here. Welcome to Key House. I could never get your father to talk about his life here. My kids need a home. Does it have to be this home? Hello? Are you my echo? Yes. Whisper. 
This isn't a game. We don't know what these keys unlock. You woke me up. You woke me up. You have no idea what's coming. There is a crazy evil thing who wants these keys. These keys, they're our legacy. There's something that connects us with Dad. The past is always with us. You can try it on away. But it's always there. If you've been anywhere near our Facebook in the last three months, <laughs> you may have seen a poster Keith threw too. up on our Facebook page. <laughs> Every two hours, Seth reminds you to watch Lock and Key. <laughs> yeah. But it was neat. You went through and showed all the covers. You don't always see the actual covers of every issue. So it was neat going through. I felt like I wasn't spoiling too much that way. I was like, I can just show the covers of the issues. You're not really going to get the story. And, you know, I... Just like a little way to count down to the series coming out. I have no idea. I did not know whether the series would be any good at all. But you sure hyped it. Oh, yeah. So the hype was real. The, yeah. the hopes were high. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I, I was very happy with it. I was. It's got... It's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's... Uh, every, you know, every review of it is... I think I, one guy... You know, there's always one guy. And I don't think it's like perfection, but it's every po- every review is positive about it. So I'm happy with that. I, I was t- telling you, I think, I don't, you know, I don't want it to be the next Stranger Things or whatever because TV ruined Walking Dead for me. I, I mean, I still liked the comic series, but I pretty much hated that show by the end. And. It's not even over yet. It there, ended there is for no me. End. It ended for me. You know, and it's just like I don't want this to ruin my favorite comic. So, but I was definitely pleasantly surprised. And and I I don't care if anybody loves it, but I do need a second season because I did enjoy the first. So, yeah, it's still fairly new. People are still discovering it. I'm sure. So we won't. Give any real spoilers, yeah. but like, yeah, they don't. Netflix doesn't say whether they're going to re- renew yeah. anything until thirty days after. So we'll see whether it does good enough. Like I said, it got good reviews, so I'm hoping it. But I just I haven't seen, especially being based on a comic. Yeah, it's always not Stranger Things level of hype and, and yeah, yeah. response. But I, it doesn't seem to even be like Umbrella Academy or some of these others where people would come in like, "Oh, have you seen that yet?" Or they want to check out the comic. I put one up on display to, to kind of remind people yeah. that it exists, but I just I haven't heard the rumbling that some kind of these of shows. Surprise, because have. it's got it's got everything. I think you it's still bingeable. It's not like this heavy story. I mean, I don't think it's some keys and a house and magic things happen. And it's like I would think that 
I put it on there, Carly. This one's okay. <laughs> like <laughs> I would. I, I don't know whether that you know. I don't know whether she'd like it or not. But it's like that's. I feel like people like that. And a lot. Of, I follow Lock and Key on Twitter, so I see a lot of comments, and everybody's like, "I never even heard of this," and I. You know, because they retweet all these people, and they're just like, "I love it. I'm binging it." Yeah, yeah, but the mainstream, I haven't heard much about it. But yeah, that I didn't even think about that. But that is interesting because, like, when the Umbrella Academy came out, like there was no buzz or anything going on for it, but it, it picked up pretty mm-hmm. immediate. Where I heard people talking about it, like they discovered this amazing thing, and. Well, I, it's right there. It's got good reviews. I liked it. It's a different. It's a. Uh, I think Joe Hill called it my kind of a Rubik's cube of the books. They took everything, kind of just mixed it up. So there are six volumes of trade paperbacks, right? Right. And I thought I was going to try to read them all before. Didn't didn't have a chance. Too busy watching Netflix. But I thought, you know, oh, I read the first couple. I'll be safe from spoilers. I got through the first three. And still had not. And they to claim the end of it. they claim that that the, that it's a mix of the first three. It's not. It's so a mix. There's, of there's a lot of elements that the book takes more time getting to. The show just went ahead and threw them in. I don't know if that's better or worse, but it's just different. It definitely made it. Uh, it no shortage of things happening. Yes, because they threw very. They threw everything in there. I don't. I don't want to say convoluted, but it's very dense. Yeah. But also fun. Like, it's things just... The book's the same way. Like, there'll be one page where squirrels are attacking or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, we don't get any explanation of that, but it was fun. There's a... The cast is great. All the kids are cast great. If you read the comics, these kids are brought to life, you know. And they've changed things about the story, but nothing... Ba- you know, all still good. I, I enjoyed the show immensely I, I binged it all one day I was like do you think it's gotten out do people even know what it is like because it kind of looks like a haunted house show yeah. it kind of looks like Stranger Things it kind of it kind of looks like a couple of things I don't know whether I, I was saying I, th- I think they need to push more who made it or something yeah, yeah. that it's Stephen King's son I don't know what they have to do to sell it but I can't understand why it's not bigger it could be it could it's one of those things you never know what it takes to sell something it took them this long to make the show but but they made you wait a long time to see <laughs> joe hill's cameo yeah and then it's uh, it's the exact same cameo as the comic he, oh in in the comic he and drew him in there he and so, gabriel, yeah. gabriel rodriguez do the exact are the exact yeah. same characters so the, the artist and writer both had a cameo in the same scene tom savini had a cameo yeah odd but cool it's, but I was thinking, like, wow, they got Tom Savini. I was like, oh, he he's probably friends with his dad. Like, yeah. he would, <laughs> that's yeah. not a big get for the yeah. for the Stephen King bloodline. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, I recommend it. Obviously, I'm not. I've, I've I don't know. I'm not. I've done all I can do to sell it. I don't have any. <laughs> I'm not out there like retweeting people every day anymore. Or anything. It's like there's. I've done all I can. If you don't want to watch it to spite me or something well project succeeded but it's good it's good it's worth checking out i watched it faster than i normally do shows and i don't feel it hurt like it was it was zippy and it was quick and it was yeah, fun. it's totally bingeable yeah and like i said i i i don't know whether you'd like it but 
I would think somebody Carly's age mm-hmm. would like it. Yeah, probably. We just don't have Netflix right now. Oh, you don't. That's uh, we haven't had Netflix since the day uh, Disney Plus came out. This oh, is a Disney that's family. the deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if there's nothing else on the flicks, mm-hmm. check it out. And yeah, I totally like. I'm not. I don't really. I don't care. If, like I said, I don't want it to be huge, but I do want a second season. So you're not asking for much, right? I just want a second season. Just let it play. Turn on, let it play. Although I do that for Legends of Tomorrow, I always, even if I see it on the air, I'll click on the app and let it play. Yeah, just so they register someone's out there watching Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. So it's not a crazy thing to think. Yeah, I think they changed up the story some and made it so they've got this cliffhanger thing go set up the second season in a good way that I was, you know, surprised by because it wasn't the story that I I knew it uh, to be. So I'm excited to see where they go with it. And they did leave out two things that were the most obvious things to me what would be left for the second season. So... I'm excited to see those come to life, like because so many things did come to life in the first season that was a joy to see, and so I'm excited to get more of that. Hmm. So let us know if you've watched it or if you've read the books, what your opinions are. Uh, we'd love yeah. a, an outside opinion, or if you haven't read the books, if you think the show is 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 good without knowing the source material. I think it it works without knowing the source material. Yeah, you could totally watch this and never read the books and get and get the same joy out of it. There's a lot of people falling in love with it, but like I said, not the mass audience. So again, we've mentioned a few times we've been really caught up lately on end of the year stuff, uh, end of the decade stuff award show stuff anniversary <laughs> stuff so i'm sure we've let some stuff slide what have we been missing or is there a show that's out there we haven't seen yet or haven't talked about uh we haven't talked comics in a long time yeah. we haven't talked gaming in a long time so if there, is there some story out there you want us to cover please let us know i've been playing games just haven't talked about them. Yeah, yeah so we're we're gonna try to get back on pace and <laughs> And catch up on all this stuff that we're missing, but uh, we got a whole year ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, you're you're stuck with us. So at least episode three hundred. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, everybody. Check out our Facebook page, tweet at us, give us some ratings of stars. Do they still do that? The stars? Yeah, sure. Five of them, right? Yeah, Is it still five. Five. That's good. Five's five good. Stars. <laughs> all right, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. My name is Jordan Lowe. Uh, I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Aloha. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.